I have a couple injury updates. One is good and the other is not so good. So I kind of want to revisit it, even though I talked about it in yesterday's episode. Also, ESPN has not nationally televised a hockey game in quite some time, and they're not going to do so until 2022. What are my thoughts on ESPN and the NHL? Is it heading in the right direction? Are there some changes that could be made? Well, we have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 5.35 p.m. Eastern Time, November 16th, 2021 at the time it's recording. Okay, so I have a couple injury updates for you guys. One, it involves the New Jersey Devils directly. The other doesn't involve the New Jersey Devils per se, but they're kind of associated with it. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you missed the last episode, I basically talked talked about uh, Kako's quote-unquote goal against uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and how I felt as though it should have been goalie interference or Lindy Ruff should have challenged the call, but uh, obviously that didn't happen and Mackenzie Blackwood ended up leaving that game because he had to go into the concussion protocol and he had to be replaced by Jonathan Bernier and that was my main concern. And then uh, I talked about how uh, Sammy Blay went down with an injury and how P.K. Subban was kind of right there. And, you know, we, we were just having the discussion as to whether was that slew footing once again by P.K. Subban. And, you know, will he be punished? Because I said he's already been fined twice by the NHL. So a third uh, strike and he might be suspended. But, you know, I had my opinion saying I just don't think we can blame P.K. Subban in that case because I looked at the replay and I looked at it once more because I do have an update on Sammy Blay. And unfortunately, it's not good. So let's just focus on our team for right now. So let's talk about uh, Mackenzie Blackwood because he is actually good to go to play against the Florida Panthers. So... Uh, interesting uh, story of how that interaction came to be and how uh, Lindy Ruff confirmed it with the media was that according to Corey Masek of The Athletic, he said, do you expect Mackenzie Blackwood to be available for Florida? Ruff turns to Blackwood, who is in the media room awaiting an interview and asks, are you available? Blackwood responds by saying, yes. Ruff turns back to the media and says, yes, he's available. So once again, just because he entered the protocol, that didn't mean that he was confirmed to have had a concussion. But, uh, you know, they just had to take precautionary measures. And like I said, there was really no point in just trying to exert the most we could get out of Mackenzie Blackwood still relatively early in the season. No point in like risking that injury any further. But I'm glad to see that Mackenzie Blackwood is good to go. He'll be ready to go against the Florida Panthers. Now, whether he plays against the Florida Panthers, that's totally up to Lindy Ruff. But uh, he, he is good to go uh, for Thursday's matchup against Florida. So really happy about that because I, I really want to see Mackenzie Blackwood just continue to play and not have to go on the injured reserve list. And honestly, I think a lot of people can agree with me in that uh, aspect. Now, let's talk about, once again, the P.K. Subban and the Sammy Blay incident from a couple days ago. So I talked about it in the episode uh, yesterday, obviously, but... I kind of want to uh, revisit it. I know it's the day after I published it, but 
I felt as though I didn't really get the chance to go more in depth about the situation and uh, what I saw on the replay and I want to give more of my opinion on it because like I said I was so focused on the Kako goal and I was also focused on uh, the Devils game getting postponed um, due to COVID procedures from the Ottawa Senators organization that I don't think I really uh, talked about the Sue Banner Blay incident you know full-fledged so uh, let's do that right here, right now. So it's been confirmed that Sammy Blay has torn his ACL and he's going to miss the remainder of the season. So I bet the Rangers are kicking themselves for trading Pavel Bushnevich for uh, Sammy Blay. But all jokes aside, Sammy Blay being out for the Rangers is a huge blow to their organization. I know the Rangers are one of our arch rivals, but I don't wish injuries upon anyone. And like I said, you know, do I agree with the Bushnevich and the Blay trade? I, as if it's really that relevant. No, but at the same time, you know, Sammy Blay does play a vital role in uh, the New York Rangers organization. So his season's going to end at 14 games played, and he put up four uh, assists for a grand total of four points, and he had a plus minus of plus three, and he spent uh, 17 minutes in the penalty box. So, uh, yeah, so going back to that play for, for P.K. Subban, because after I published that episode, I knew maybe there was going to be a couple of you coming at me, messaging me, whatever the case might be, and saying, Trey, P.K. Subban, he did it again. He slew foot uh, uh, Sammy Blay, and that was just a dirty play for him. Once again, he should be gone. He should be suspended, yada, yada, yada. And so that's why as soon as I hit publish, I looked at the replay once more to see, like, okay, am I missing something? Will my statement stand? And uh, to this day, and to this very second, I stand by my statement. I don't think P.K. Subban was in the wrong for what happened for Sammy Blay because I'm going to talk about it in more detail. So if you've seen the video, I know it's kind of hard to watch because you don't want to watch someone tear their ACL, but I watched it again. And so if you miss a game, basically P.K. Subban and Sammy Blay were playing on the near side corner, retrieving a puck, and Blay lost his balance, went crashing into the boards a little bit, and he needed help coming off the rink. He didn't put any pressure on his right leg. You can hear his groans. You can hear his screams. Uh, from the broadcast so you knew that it was kind of serious it didn't really look good and obviously P.K. Subban was right there so questions started to arise on Twitter in fact at this very moment at the time of this recording P.K. Subban's name is trending on hockey Twitter and obviously I want P.K. Subban to be trending for the right reasons not for you know is he a dirty player or what is he doing but ultimately uh, Sammy Blay is out for the season that's the bottom line and um, and I, like I said, I looked at the replay once more, and I still stand by my statement. P.K. Subban did nothing wrong to uh, Sammy Blay because when looking at the replay, and hopefully some of you end up doing this as soon as you're finished re- uh, listening to this episode, look where Sammy Blay's uh, leg is. So uh, he tore his right ACL. So look at the moment of the impact of when he went into the boards. So it looked like the blade of his skate went into uh, the boards, and unfortunately with his momentum, it looks like that his body just stopped abruptly, and you know when you put that much pressure on your knee, especially in an awkward position, you're prone to injuring it, and unfortunately, as a result, he tore his ACL, and when looking at P.K. Subban, I just don't see P.K. Subban lifting his leg. I don't see him lifting his stick. They even said it on the broadcast that they, they didn't believe that P.K. Subban's uh, stick uh, came off the rink, and you know, it, it, maybe he gave Blade just a little bit of a tug, but it wasn't anything malicious. It wasn't anything that was going to hurt him if Sammy Blade didn't, uh, you know, go uh, tripping up into the board. So, Honestly, when looking at the replay once more, slow motion, very meticulously, I just see Sammy Blay's right leg just go 
into an awkward position, hit against the boards, and for any of you who know anything about physics or science, you know when you have a full speed of momentum and you just stopped abruptly, it's gotta go somewhere. And unfortunately, it went to the wrong part of Sammy Blay's body and he tore his ACL as a result. Now, I'm not a doctor, I'm not an EMT, I'm not a nurse, I'm none of those things, so I can't say that's the 100% reason how he tore his ACL. I can only go based on my own perspective, based on what I saw, and like I said, I'll repeat myself once more, I just see Sammy Blay's leg being in a very awkward position and uh, his momentum just went into his uh, right leg and it, it went into the boards and like I said your momentum has to go somewhere when you stopped abruptly and I think that's just how he tore his ACL now uh, we all know during the course of that game uh, the the Rangers crowd the Rangers fan base they booed PK Subban mercilessly like they showed no mercy towards him because they, they still remember what happened between him and Kreider in preseason and this gave them another reason to hate him even more this added more fuel to the fire and uh, obviously, like I said moments ago, P.K. Subban's name is trending on hockey Twitter, and it's not for a good reason. And I'm just seeing, like, Devils fans. I'm seeing uh, Rangers fans basically saying P.K. Subban's a dirty player. Uh, we He needs to go. He cannot be in the NHL, yada, yada, yada. I've been seeing a lot of articles being published about P.K. Subban, if he's a dirty player or not. And like I said, guys, you know, he screwed up against the Ducks. He screwed up against the Flames. But I think in this instance, we cannot blame P.K. Subban because – once again, I looked at the replay very meticulously. I looked at it in slow motion, and I just don't think we could blame P.K. Subban in this instance. I really don't. And, you know, that that's my personal opinion. So, uh, obviously, like I said, there's been a lot going around the internet as to, you know, what kind of player P.K. Subban is. You know, you see all sorts of clips of him, quote, quote, slew footing a player or doing a dirty play or doing something questionable. And someone actually uh, added uh, Tim C. Peel on uh, Twitter. So for any of you who don't know, Tim Peel is a former NHL referee. He's been a referee for years. Unfortunately, he's infamously known for uh, tampering with an NHL game. And as a result, uh, the NHL did fire him, but it was going to be his final year anyway. But I'm sure that's not the way he wanted to go out. But still, you, you can't take away from the fact that he's been an NHL referee for years and years and years. So he's pretty much seen it all. So uh, Tim Peel responded to that video and he said, I can unequivocally say that P.K. Subban is not a dirty player. I talked to P.K and he told me this is just a bad habit that has crept into his game. I refereed him and I know him personally and I can guarantee he is not trying to intentionally hurt any player. Now, I think we can all agree. Like, P.K. Subban, he, he, he's a very hard-nosed defenseman or he, he once was a hard-nosed defenseman. And, yeah, I even, I've even said it on this show. He's just trying to play hard and, unfortunately, you know, he picked up this bad habit where, you know, he just trips a player. And I've even mentioned that in the show before, which is it just seems like P.K. Subban just does it unintentionally and, you know, he does it unknowingly and as a result all hell can break loose if something goes wrong now the one thing I said before and I'll stick to it was that in this instance can't blame PK Subban but he's not going to be given the benefit of the doubt so that's the one thing I just worried I worried that the NHL is going to like do an investigation and just see like you know uh, if if he should be given the benefit of the doubt in this instance I personally don't believe so but at the same time you know I'm not the NHL I can't make the decision and 
I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other people who are just going to like look back at this, you know, do what I did, which is meticulously look at the video and just say, you know what, PK Subban has had a history of doing this before, and now a player just happens to fall onto the ground and tears his ACL, and now he's out for the year, and PK Subban just happens to be there, and he's already had two instances this year in which he's. Uh, slew foot a player and his coach actually said to the media that he had to talk to him about it and just say that that kind of stuff has to be uh, dropped and he cannot continue to do that well like I said now you can see why PK Subban will not be given the benefit of doubt because uh, like I said this is another instance where you know he hurts a Rangers player because he hurt Ryan Reeves uh, during preseason so you know, and, and, you know, Ryan Reeves is notoriously known for being a dirty player himself because uh, the NHL Players Association basically had to reach out to him and tell him to tone it down. So, you know, I'm not trying to say that Ryan Reeves deserves to be injured, but I'm just saying, like, we've seen players do worse, and that's just the example I'm bringing up. But I will give my final verdict on this matter in a moment. But first, I want to give you guys the first and second live reads this morning. And the first one comes from DirecTV Stream. So does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for all the good stuff well i want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your tv together it's called direct tv stream and it brings you live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com Compatible device required. Content does vary by package. And now the second live read this morning comes from betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, box, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline where the game starts. Please uh, visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. So let me give you guys my final verdict on the Sammy Blay and the P.K. Subban incident. So the NHL is looking at P.K. Subban closely and and pk suban said this is just a habit like tim peel like the former nhl referee said that pk suban is not a dirty player that this is just a bad habit that he's picked up and that he needs to drop from his game and he needs to do that right now because like i said pk suban's already been fined twice i don't think the nhl is going to keep on finding him and and my question is how many more fines are they going to give pk suban before they ultimately decide to suspend him so you know he's already gotten strike one he's already got in strike two he already got away with that ryan reeves incident even though i don't think he did anything wrong and you know it seems like he's not going to face any consequence for the sammy blay incident but still it doesn't really help his case because you know when something like that happens especially to the same team that you're playing it just doesn't look good uh, for your brand or your image so if i'm pk suban you have got to get into the film room or you've got to try to pick up a new habit or you got to try to find some unique drill to drop that from your game because if this continues to happen they're going to suspend you they're going to continue to find you and this is going to hurt our roster look I, I get it some of you are just saying like pk suban is nothing to us like we want him gone yada 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 well i want all the depth i could potentially get 
for this roster guys I don't want to see any more players get hurt because we're already down two key guys we don't need to be down another I guess quote quote key guy but either way I really just don't want to be down any more players than we already have quite honestly so even though PK Subban he's not our best defenseman he's not our best player you know he's still a part of our roster and he's still you know somewhat important to our chances of winning more games because he's an x-factor guys and you know if he's on one great if he's not then you know he he really does hurt our team but ultimately I don't want to see PK Subban at healthy scratch so if I'm PK Subban this incident was a wake-up call because look someone just got hurt it wasn't your fault but you know the fact that you were there at the uh wrong time and the wrong moment it, it, it like i said it's just not going to look good on you and you're not going to get be given the benefit of the doubt so if i'm pk suban you got to work on that pronto hopefully lindy ruff is also talking to him about that i know lindy ruff has had to uh, speak to pk suban on that behalf uh once already so hopefully they're able to work it out and you know like i said my prayers go out to sammy blay and hopefully he is able to make a full recovery but like I said, uh, even though the New York Rangers are one of our uh, arch rivals, I don't want to see anyone injured. And, you know, that Bucinavich trade, uh, what I said earlier in the show, was complete jokes and, you know, wasn't meant to be taken seriously. But, you know, at the end of the day, don't wish injury upon anyone. Now, let's uh, switch topics. So let's talk about ESPN and its involvement with hockey because there's a few things that I kind of want to get off my chest in that regard. So Neil from Devil State of Mind podcast, he's a friend of the show. He actually posted something quite interesting to his Instagram story. He said, ever since October 26th, the NHL has had zero nationally televised televised games and they won't have another one until January 6th. So that does raise the question, what is ESPN doing correctly with their new television deal with the NHL? What kind of changes do I want to see made? Because they're obviously doing a lot of things with the NHL on their app, but I just felt like we could do so much more because hockey continues to grow. We have a new team out in Seattle, and you know, even though I, I say the Kraken are kind of overhyped, but you know, they have sweet uniforms, they have a very nice arena, and, and like I said, it's very exciting when we get a new team uh, incorporated into our great league, but at the same same time it's just like there's so much going on in the sport of hockey it, it's been making headlines the past uh, year or so and I feel like uh, ESPN could be doing so much more with it but obviously this is year one of many of of this television deal so let's just talk about some of the correct things that ESPN is doing and some of the changes that I want to see them make So obviously there was a lot of hype surrounding uh, the television deal between ESPN and the NHL because finally we're going to see more NHL content on a mainstream media source. So uh, I remember I had Craig Custance on this show almost a year ago and he's a former uh, hockey reporter for ESPN. He's currently the editor-in-chief for the uh, U.S. branch of The Athletic and he said on this show that the reason why ESPN doesn't really talk that much about hockey was just because they don't really have the rights for it so they can't really post that much content about it but obviously earlier this year when it was revealed that ESPN bought the rights to uh, the NHL like I said moments ago everyone was excited this is a new opportunity for the NHL we're getting to see how Kraken our 32nd uh, team added to the league and 
uh, the, the game continues to change in more ways than one. We're getting uh, more people included into the sport of hockey, more people of color, more women. And, you know, I brought in Jason of Locked On Ducks, and he talked about the uh, Latino community growing in the sport of hockey and how the Anaheim Ducks and also the LA Kings are doing big things in that regard. I talked about my mentor, Ever Fitzhugh, for the Seattle Kraken being the first African-American play-by-play announcer. I talked about how uh, the Devils, uh, you know, for their sponsored helmet uh, ads, they they are going to add, you know, owned black businesses to support them and promote them. And I talked about, you know, all that kind of good. And it just feels like the sport of hockey is growing in more ways than one. And just adding ESPN to that mix just makes it all the more exciting and the more content that we so desperately need it. Now, here's some things that ESPN is doing right. So, I have the ESPN Plus app, and it's just nice to see that I can watch any NHL game that I want at any given moment. And, you know, sometimes they're doing, like, ESPN Plus exclusive um, broadcasts. Now, here's that's one thing they're doing right. Now, here's the one thing they're doing incorrectly. They need to get more entertaining broadcasters. Like I said when I was doing a crossover with Jason of Locked on Ducks, I'm not trying to crap on anyone's broadcast. I don't like it when people crap on my broadcast. But the thing is, is like, and you know what, I'm not trying to be politically incorrect or anything but let's face it when Leah Huxtall did the play-by-play for the Devils and the Ducks game just a couple weeks ago it was not good she had no energy it was very lethargic and you know like I said I, I, I am all for trying to diversify hockey but at the same time she just wasn't a good broadcaster this isn't me just trying to crap on her just because she's a woman it's not that I, I am actually judging her based on my broadcasting uh, perspective because look like I said I'm not trying to crap on anyone's broadcast I'm a person of color doing play-by-play uh, for hockey and you know I talked to Jason about that who does hockey announcing and he's of Latino descent so you know, like I said, we're not trying to just, you know, uh, be harsh on anyone or, you know, stomp on anyone's broadcast, but Leah was just not a good uh, broadcaster and it wasn't entertaining. And you got people like me just trying to stay awake and watch the game because it's a late night game. It's a West Coast game. And we're not really used to that. Like it's been over a year since the Devils have played on the West Coast and had a 10 p.m. puck drop or whatever the case might be. So look, I I like that ESPN is just trying to diversify the sport of hockey. That's great. We need more of that, but you need to find the correct people for the job. You need to find people that are iconic, people that will, you know, stay glued to their television sets, people that are going to write letters to you and say, get that broadcaster back. Even if you don't know hockey, you know who Doc Emmerich is, you know who Gary Thorne is because their voices are so iconic, their catchphrases are so iconic. I incorporate some of their phrases into my respective broadcasts. So, you know, things of that nature, you need to find a way to make hockey more entertaining because. Otherwise, it's just going to be like one of those many sports that you have at your network that nobody cares about. Now, I like the fact that you're making all uh, NHL games accessible on your uh, platform. But at the same time, you could do so much more. There's a lot of rivalries, like the Devils and Rangers rivalry. You you can't put that on national television or, you know, the Islanders and Rangers game. You can't put that on national television. Or, you know, what if we get uh, the Maple Leafs going against the Detroit Red Wings? You know, that rivalry right there, uh, two original six teams. You, you, you can't put that on national television like look I get it you got to focus on the NBA you got to focus on college football you got to focus on things uh that that bring in more audiences and I totally respect that and I totally get that but my thing is you can't make room for some more hockey games on national television that, that's all I'm saying like look I'm not saying let's steal the NBA's thunder let's not steal college football's thunder and 
you know, obviously, you know, they got to cover football and things of that nature. But, you know, I, I just feel as though there, there, there could be uh, so much more involvement with the sport of hockey. Like, I would love for Stephen A. Smith to actually be on first take with whatever guest he has on and just talking hockey and just saying, here's what happened in the game. Stephen A. Smith giving his, you know, you know, quirky remarks or his energy, just basically talking about what happened in this last hockey game. I would love to see that on first take. And, you know, I, I don't want to see that on a, like, trendy clip on his show, Stephen A. Smith World or whatever it's called, and basically him just, you know, talk about hockey very vaguely. You know, he did have one iconic saying, which he said that the Toronto Maple Leafs are sort of like the Dallas Cowboys, which is, you know, they're a mistake waiting to happen, or, you know, everyone loves the Toronto Maple Leafs, but they fail to meet expectations. So he relates it to an NFL team like the Dallas Cowboys because uh, Stephen A. Smith is uh, famously known for always thrashing on the Dallas Cowboys and making fun of them every time they lose a game. I want more things like that because that actually trended for a minute and you had people like me talking about it at the Locked On Podcast Network because I fully agreed with that because you know you got the Toronto Maple Leafs they haven't won a Stanley Cup since what the 1960s or things of that nature and you know they always get knocked out of the first round they haven't made it out the first round since uh, 2004 so I want to see things like that like look you have a gift right here hockey is growing it's diversifying they're breaking away Away from their old stereotypes like there's just so much you could do with it and there's so many fans that just want to see hockey and hockey is just not known for its fights now before you call me a pansy before you call me soft we need to uh you know break that stereotype that hockey is just known for fighting because if you tune into a hockey game the people are just going to be looking for the fights they're not going to be looking for the actual gameplay I would actually want someone to watch hockey, not for the fights or the pending fights or whatever the case might be, but I want to see them just watching hockey because they actually enjoy the sport, not because they just want to watch a fight. Okay, if they wanted to watch a fight, they could just watch UFC or they can, you know, turn into WWE or, or whatever the case might be and just watch some fake uh, fake fighting there. But at the same time, it's just like for, for hockey, like I said, you have a gift and just grow it a little bit more. So like I said, here's what they're doing correctly. They're putting it on their platform. It's accessible to everyone. Obviously, they got to make some money out of it. So they put it on ESPN Plus, a, a streaming platform that you've got to pay for and then um, you know, they're also trying to diversify it. So I'm all for getting, you know, people of color or, you know, women or, you know, uh, Latinos for, for like, you know, what Jason was making because he said he watched the, uh, the Ducks and Devils game in a Spanish broadcast. And he said it was very entertaining and he incorporated it into his show and he incorporated it into our respective crossover. So I love seeing things like that. But you got to, you know, expand on it a little bit more. No nationally televised game since, like, what, around Halloween to now we're not going to get a national televised uh, hockey game until uh, until 2022. And we're right now in November and, you know, Christmas is uh, approaching, Thanksgiving is approaching. And I'm just like, come on, we, we can't get, like, at least a couple nationally televised games? Look. Every time I watch the ESPN Plus broadcast, I see a lot of commercials for the Seattle Kraken. My thing for ESPN is don't be a one-trick pony. The Kraken are very exciting, and I I would be rooting for them if I if I wasn't rooting for the Devils because for obvious reasons because my mentor is uh, an announcer for the Kraken. But at the same time, there's just more teams that you can market. Why don't you market one of the original six teams, or why don't you market a team down south that doesn't really get much love because you know hockey is not really known in Florida 
or Texas or, you know, some of those warmer uh, parts of the state or, you know, give some love to some of the historic teams, like give some love to the Edmonton Oilers and what Wayne Gretzky was able to do for them. Or, like I said, give some love for the smaller market teams or, you know, like I said, there, there's just so much you could do with it and you got to treat it like how you treat basketball a little bit. Now, I'm not saying give it the same amount of attention, but the, the one thing I just say is I think we can expand on hockey a little bit more if I'm ESPN. So like I said, they're in the right direction, but what Neil posted onto his story and what he said is absolutely correct, which is ESPN right now is showing that they don't really care about hockey. Like they just bought the rights and they're just saying, okay, we're putting it on our streaming platform. So our work here is done. No, your work here is not done. Get like more entertaining announcers to, so that way people can stay glued in. Like I said, uh, some names that come to mind are Doc Emmerich or, or Gary Thorne. Obviously, you know, Doc Emmerich is retired and Gary Thorne isn't doing as much announcing as he once did. But, you know, Gary Thorne was still doing New York Mets fill-in play-by-play uh, this past year. So see if maybe you can... Uh, Get him back for a couple of hockey games so that way you get the old fans to tune into some of your nationally televised games. And also the new fans can be as entertained as those old fans once were. Because, like I said, Gary Thorne used to do play-by-play for ESPN Hockey. So that's the one thing I want ESPN to consider. And like I said, it's probably a tall order to ask someone like Gary Thorne to come back and do hockey. Especially, like I said, he's not really doing as much announcing as he once did. But still, he's doing something. So maybe bring him back for like a special game or two. Like you could do things of that nature. You can promote the original six games. You can promote those uh, teams that don't get much love. You can do a, like a, a historic special with a team like the Edmonton Oilers or or things of that nature. Like there's just so much you could be doing, and you need to get those announcers who are entertaining and will bring in uh, the audience. And you need to do more t- nationally televised games. So the fact that uh, the NHL isn't getting a nationally televised game for like two straight months is you know quite honestly I don't know if that was part of the bargain so if I'm the NHL I'm not really the happiest of camper like I said it's easy it's easy uh to have access to it but I just feel like they could be doing more but overall I hope you guys enjoyed my rant in this case so like I said I'm glad that ESPN is back with the NHL I'm glad they have this lucrative television deal hopefully it's successful but I just feel like you know in the right step direction but they could still be taking it a couple steps further in my opinion so let me know what you guys think so let me know what you think about the PK Subban and uh, Sammy Blake incident let me know what you think about ESPN and the fact that they're not nationally televising an NHL game for quite some time and also, do you think ESPN is heading in the right direction in terms of just how they're promoting the NHL? Because like I said, even though I'm seeing more NHL content on their respective social media page, I just feel as though they, they can get like maybe, you, you know what they could do? Forget Stephen A. Smith. Get a, a hockey show. Get former NHL players or announcers, whatever the case might be, have them do a roundtable and, and give them a show. And see how that works. Like, you know, if you don't want, if Stephen A. Smith doesn't want to, like, you know, do a first take segment and talk, you know, strictly about hockey, why don't you uh, see if there's other people who are willing to talk about hockey for like an hour or so? I'm sure there's some former players who would love to do so. We saw PK Subban basically break down a hockey game. Uh, during the course of the playoffs uh, with ESPN. And I said this is a heading in the right step for ESPN because, you know, they get someone who's well-known and they also got someone who, um, you know, can break down the game to a T in great detail and not be vague about it. And, you know, I did an episode about that over the summer. So 
yeah, let me know what you guys think about the whole ESPN and NHL ordeal because I think I've given my two-cent opinion that I've been holding it a little bit. Like I said, not trying to crap on anyone's uh, broadcasting style. I, I, I'm all for diversifying hockey, but at the same time, sometimes you do need to make the correct decision, e- even if uh, you know it's not the politically or socially correct decision. So uh, j- just think of it in that instance. But as for today, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you in the next episode. I will see you guys tomorrow.